It's day 37 of John's 40-day fast. Things have been tough for him for a couple of years. The troubles of his life had taken him from every conceivable pillar to an all-imaginable post. All these years, he's had their prescriptions. Their verdicts were as varied as the many heads that John consulted. The more persons he visited, the more confused he became. John was beginning to get frustrated when he took the advice to try one more prophet. He was skeptical but needed a miracle. God just had to say something. Or everything he had and stood for was about to crumble. And he could not afford that. Hi there, this is Anna Jadi with Dear Anna, and this is the Walk With Me series. And this season, we're talking about everything Lent. We're introspecting, we're reflecting, we are cleaning up our eyes, cleaning up our spirits, and making sure that we truly represent Christ on earth and we make God happy with us. And this season of Lent, we are generally looking at the events before Christ went to the cross of Calvary. What happened that week, especially those moments, what characterized those moments and how are we supposed to navigate through it. And today, specifically, we're going to be talking about fasting and we have titled today's episode, Is This Not the Fast? And we started out talking about John. There is a gentleman called John who's had to fast. Just follow me today and we will land at some things that we can use to govern our lives going forward. So John needed to fast and he'd consulted many prophets and he was actually tired by the time we meet him he was tired of meeting all these prophets until someone said you know what just one more one more try one more try meet one more person and the prophet he met was a sage he had a he had deep insight and told stories that spanned many decades so john relaxed the octogenarian seemed to know what was amiss his prescription go on a 40-day fast ask for only one thing and that one thing being, God, show me your heart as it relates to me. What? What kind of a prayer point is that? I told you that my world is falling apart and you're telling me to ask God to show me my his heart concerning me? Hmm. Does this year even know what he's talking about? But this year's angle was very different though. He was slowly and surely finding a safe space. And the answer to his quest, the only snag was the thought of the fast was daunting. How would he survive? The idea of going without food for any length of time was a mountain. It was a heartache. What could a man do? Seeing he desperately needed an intervention. You know something? You are okay until you decide to fast. That's when you find out that you actually love food. That's when you find out that you eat when you don't need to. That's when you find out that food has control over you. But guess what? The way to break that hold is to deny your body. Do not let your flesh rule over you. Which is what John, our subject of today, is finding out. The fact that he needed to deny himself. If you don't deny your flesh, your spirit will not 
will not pick up what God is saying. Your soul cannot interpret what your spirit is saying because your flesh is there. The flesh actually is a really terrible master. He just wants to have everything. So let's continue about our story of, on John. What could he do? He was very desperate. He needed an intervention in his life. And you wonder what problem would make a man traverse all over the place to search for answer. Truth is a very long story. And the synopsis is that if God did not provide a solution, everything spelt death and destruction. And John was not ready for that. The option of a 40-day fast remained the only window. Unfortunately, John had lost too many things in the last couple of years. He believed he saw hell during the first days of the fast. All his members rebelled. They warred with one another and his essence was screaming for mercy. He could not pray because he could not concentrate. Has that happened to you before? Yes, you are fasting, but you can't pray because all your body is just rebelling. It's as if, oh, can I can I even just have a drop of water or can I just take some knots or something, you know? And now you are saying, oh, no, don't, don't eat. The first three days of a prolonged fast are actually very hard on the body. Once you scale those first three days, then you can actually start to coast. But day two, day three, it's going to feel like you're, go you're about to die. For John, day four rolled into five, into six, into seven, and he struggled. This was someone who'd never gone beyond one day fast before. Now they're asking him to fast for 40 days. The truth is his, his life story needed God to intervene. And there's only one way to go about that. Deny your flesh. Am I saying that going on prolonged fasts is is the only way you can deny your flesh? No, but it's a vital way. If you can do it, it has tremendous benefits, not only in the spiritual, it also has benefits in the physical. By day 10, John's members had met and decided to cooperate with John's mission of finding a solution for his issues before because he could no longer feel all the turmoil in his body members what you will find if you go on a prolonged fast is is if you hang on after a point your body your body adjusts itself and you can go mind took over body the journey took another dimension the fast became more comfortable for john but he struggled with the prayer point you remember that prayer point, the prayer point of God, show me what you have in mind for me. By day 25, he knew he had to do something. He asked God for help with the exercise. Heaven deployed as he felt a sense of release. And for the first time, he believed he could do the fast. That day's prayer time was productive and trusting the seer's word was no longer difficult. The seer's experiences must count for something after all. Uh, our man, John, subsequent days became more like a cruise and John enjoyed the ride. Then came day 37. He heard the voice. Is this not the fast? He thought he had lost it. What are you talking about? And who is even talking? I cannot see anybody, but I can hear the voice. Those were the musings in um, John's heart. The fact that he had not tasted food for so long was messing with his being. What he heard rattled him to his very core. 
What was it? What did it mean? What was God trying to say to him? What was he yet to see? Why wait till day 37 to let him know this vital information? Relax, my dear friend, because our reference in this story, we find a Bible correlation to it, is found in the book of Prophet Isaiah chapter 58. He says, is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen to lose the chains of injustice, untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is this not to share your food with the hungry, to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked, to clothe them and to turn away from your own flesh? and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood, then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, Here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land, will strengthen your fame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called the repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. If you keep your feet other focus from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord and I will cause you to ride in triumph on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob. For the mouth of the Lord had spoken. This is found in Isaiah 58, 6-7. My dear friend, there is a kind of fast that God wants. It does not focus on you. It is beyond getting your needs met. It is about being the answer to other people's problems. It is removing the focus from yourself and minding things of eternal values. It is not about getting God to do the will of man, but about positioning man to receive God's will and grace to do the same. Do not exploit your workers cancel debts. Yours was cancelled, remember? Cancel debts. Don't hold people to ransom because they are owing you. Cancel people's debts. You were made free. Free some people around you. Feed the hungry. Defend the defenseless. Clothe the naked. Be available to your families. Do this and a breakthrough will show up on all sides of your life. Amazing. Fasting enables you to clean up yourself, not others. It helps you to take stock and focus on the major deals. When you do it right, you become a wonder. Can we safely say we had it twisted all along? Should we not do the right thing and turn? 
As we decide to do it right, my dear friend, know that God cannot be untwisted. You are not fasting so that the more you fast, then God will look at your side and then decide, oh, this child has tried. Let me just look at that, their side. That's not how it works. We cannot bribe, bribe God. We cannot um, twist him to do something. Anything God asks us to do is usually for our benefits. And when he says, separate yourself, let me tell you, it has even been scientifically proven that when you fast, you give your body time to heal itself. You give your body room to rest from all the work. You know, every time we just load this body with all kinds of food, it means that your internal organs are sometimes working over overload. So when you deny yourself of food, you let them rest. If you have machines, you have to service those machines. You Everything we use, we have to service them. It is the same with your body. You have to allow your body to rest. You have to service your body. Let your body feel, you know, regenerate itself. That's what fasting is about. Fasting subdues your flesh and enhances your spirit. The Bible says nobody can know the spirit of God except the spirit of man. When you fast, then your spirit takes charge. Your spirit is now the one that will lead you. And let me tell you, when you are fasting, it is not just about staying away with food. That time you'll be using to eat. Use it to study the word of God. Use it to pray. Use it to fellowship. Use it to do right by other people. Use it to solve other people's problems. That is biblical fasting. That is the kind of fast that God wants you to have. Cancel people's debts, pay your workers' wages, answer people's problems, be God's eyes to some people, God's legs to other people, and be God's hands for so many people. Then the Bible says your light will break forth like the morning. I do have a personal testimony in this regard. Fasting is one thing that I really like to do, not because... um. I want to be religious. It's just because it helps me to focus. And I need to focus for my life to make meaning even to me. And in recent times, I had to fast. The truth is, before then, I used to have this horrible lower back pain. I didn't know what to do. I'd done everything I knew to do. In fact, some people were suggesting, how about you go for surgery? And I said, no, I'm not going for surgery. If it is true that God can still heal people, I'm going to wait on him to heal me. And so I decided at some point to go on a water-only fast. Believe it or not, by the time I was done with that water-only fast, the backache went with the fast. Let's just put it that way. I no longer feel the pain and I feel, I believe that my body just healed itself, regenerated itself and that because of fasting. So I encourage you to fast even as we observe Lent, fast, study the word, pray, fellowship, help the needy, fast. Before I let you go, I want to ask you a few questions, questions for contemplation, questions that you would would help you to help your reflection. Let's put it that way. So 
you, how do you view prayer and fasting? What do you think of prayer and fasting? Do you think it's a tool or do you think it's to help you? Do you think, what do you think? I want you to like read Isaiah 58 again and benchmark what you think, what you have always believed fasting to be. Benchmark it with what God's word says, the kind of fast that God wants. And in what ways does this help you go forward? How has prayer and fasting helped you in your work with God? I want to, I want to know. And I ask for you, don't just read Isaiah 58. Study it and list how your life and work align. And if they don't align, just make up your mind that you are going to make sure that your life aligns with God's word going forward. I want to believe that so far God has helped you even as you reflect on his goodness, as you reflect on the work of the cross of Calvary. I want to believe that and I want to say to you, keep the job going, keep it going, keep it going, keep these reflections going, keep these introspections going. God is going somewhere with it. And your life will be the better for it. For now, I want you to know that I love you, but God loves you way more. Have a good day. Bye.